Hi, I'm Dr. Lexi Frydenberg, one of the co-hosts of the RCH Kids Health Info podcast. Today, we've got a special episode to update us on what's happening in COVID in kids here in Victoria. And we're lucky to be joined by Dr. Sarah McNabb, Head of General Medicine here at RCH. Thanks for joining us, Sarah. Thanks for having me, Lexi. Okay, we'd love to know where we're at with COVID in kids here in Victoria. Can you tell us a bit about the number of active cases we've currently got? Sure. Well, we've seen the daily cases in Victoria has been quite high in the last few days, and that's reflected in the number of cases in children as well. So active cases, so children who currently have COVID in Victoria right now, is around about 5,500. Okay. So there's quite a few kids in the community with COVID. How many of those kids are we seeing in hospital here at RCH and at other hospitals around Victoria? Yes. So thankfully, COVID, while it's a very serious and significant um, illness in adults and the particularly the elderly, it's remaining quite a mild illness for the majority of children. So we're seeing a very small handful of children who need to come to hospital. Okay. So of those who need to come to hospital, how many of those children are actually needing intensive care or more significant treatment for their COVID? Yeah, so every year with respiratory viral infections, some children will be more significantly affected and and need to go to intensive care. And we're seeing similarly um, with COVID that same effect. So a very small number of children. Um, It's very rare, but there have been a few children who have needed intensive care. Okay. And have they been younger children, older children, children who have had vaccination or unvaccinated kids? So one thing that has been a little bit different to our typical uh, respiratory viral infections that we see each year is we have seen more teenagers than usual who have needed extra support. So what I'd say to that is that um, children from the ages of 12 and above are now eligible for the COVID vaccine, and I'd really encourage all teenagers to go out and get vaccinated. Absolutely. So what we're seeing in Victoria, there's many kids with COVID in the community, We're seeing a very small number in hospital and even those children in hospital, there were only a few with severe infection. So sometimes children who come into hospital don't need any treatment at all. We just want to observe them for a night or two to make sure that they're doing all of the right things, that they're feeding well and that we don't have concerns about their medical state. Some children who come into hospital need some support with their fluids. So you can imagine that if you're a young child with a sore throat, you might not be drinking as well as normal. So we support them with fluid either through a drip in their hand or through a tube that goes down into their stomach. Uh, There are some children who do need some oxygen when they come in, and that's very typical. We do that um, for respiratory viruses every year. Um, Usually they just need that for a short period of time. So most of the treatment we're seeing in hospital is very similar to children with other respiratory viruses. And I understand that we're actually treating quite a few kids with COVID in their homes. Yeah, that's right. So when we have some children that we don't think need to come into a hospital bed, but we want to keep a close eye on them and support them, we have a hospital in the home team as well. And they do um, daily telehealth, sometimes more than daily telehealth, to make sure that a child's getting all of the support that they need. One of the questions we keep getting asked is, if my child has underlying respiratory problems, such as asthma, are they at an increased risk of getting COVID and getting more severe COVID? Are we seeing that here in Victoria? Yeah, it's a really good question and one that I'm hearing a lot of as well and one that's close to my heart, I've said before, because um, my eldest has had severe asthma in the past. 
So what we know about respiratory illnesses like asthma is that they can be triggered by viral infections. And COVID is a respiratory viral infection that can trigger asthma. But what we're seeing is it's triggering it to a similar extent to other respiratory viral infections that we see. So um, if your child does get COVID, it might trigger some asthma, but not to a greater extent than other viruses might might trigger asthma. That's fantastic. So it's a really good reminder to parents and families to get the child's asthma medication on hand, get their asthma action plan up to date and know what to do. But we're not expecting significant increase in asthma due to COVID. No, that would be really unusual. Okay, great. If I'm a parent at home and my child gets diagnosed with COVID, what should I do at home and when should I take them to hospital? As we talked about earlier, there's a large number of children with active COVID in Victoria right now, and most of them don't need to come into hospital. So what I'd encourage you to do if your child has been diagnosed with COVID is to reach out to your GP. Many GPs can do telehealth appointments for children with COVID. And I would treat your child in a similar way that you would if they had another respiratory virus. So if they have discomfort, for example, if they have a sore throat, you can treat that with paracetamol and or ibuprofen, making sure that they're still drinking an adequate amount. And times to come to hospital would be uh, if your child isn't drinking enough, if they're not as alert, um, not having alert and bright moments, uh, or uh, if you're worried about how they're breathing. One of the recommendations that has come out recently this week is a booster dose of vaccination, so a third vaccination for those those people and children in our community who are immunocompromised. We might have a lot of listeners with children who attend RCH and may be immunocompromised. Who are we recommending that third dose for? Okay, so this um, third dose is recommended for children 12 and above um, who are already eligible for a vaccine who have, there's a long list of, of conditions, but essentially it's a child whose immune system is not working in a typical way. And that can be due to an underlying illness or because of a treatment that they're having for an illness. So things like children who are on chemotherapy will be eligible, um, children who have had transplants, some of the children with renal or kidney disease will be eligible. And and there's a broader range than that. Uh, So check with your paediatrician or your GP uh, if you've got questions. We've got a lot of COVID resources available here at the hospital and we've put them on a COVID-19 webpage on the RCH webpage. And those include some fantastic Facebook Lives that have been recorded, some webinars. So please look at those resources and we'll link them in our show notes as well. Sarah, that's been really helpful, an update on where we're at with COVID and kids in Victoria here at the moment. Thank you so much for all the work you're doing, both at the hospital and around and in Victoria. And thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Information provided in this podcast is general in nature and is intended to support, not replace, discussions with your doctor or healthcare professional. If you are concerned about your child please consult your local healthcare professional for further advice.